The badass self-defense expert Eve Torres Gracie is in the house and Eve shows us actual real tactics for protecting ourselves. People will not set boundaries that they don't feel capable of enforcing. And shows us the shocking ways self-defense will actually change your entire life. That's a gift that we will have forever. Ladies, if you've ever needed to protect yourself, defend yourself and stand up for yourself, this episode is for you. I'm investing into myself and really telling my body, you are worth defending. Welcome to Women of Impact. So many people don't have the radical confidence in order to build boundaries. Why do you think that is? And why do you think they're so important? How I know that self-defense has been, the self-defense that I teach and the self-defense that I've shared has been effective is not in the number of people who've come back to us and said, yo, I I choked this guy out. (laughs) It's actually in the number of people who came back and said, I was able to set a boundary in this situation, or I was able to stand up for myself, or I was able to assess that this was a dangerous situation. And they, they built the confidence to do that. Confidence can come from so many places, right? But there is a physical element to confidence. We we can experience physical intimidation by somebody. And I know for me, I didn't actually even realize how much physical intimidation played a role even in my subconscious as a woman just walking around the world. And I'm talking, I was an athlete, I was a gymnast, I was in, you know, kind of a fit in shape, felt strong, um, but I still experienced that physical intimidation. And ultimately, what I believe is that people will not set boundaries that they don't feel capable of enforcing. And that is where the physical tools and confidence to go, okay, I can set this boundary. And if it's crossed, I have a tool, I have a plan, I have an option. And so to me, that's the core of self-defense is really investing in our physical confidence to make sure that we have those tools and those choices so that when we, you know, when we establish a boundary with somebody, whether it be a verbal, a, a psychological or a physical boundary, We have a plan as to what the next step is, if that boundary is pushed or if it's crossed. I was so afraid to set a boundary because I didn't feel like I was strong enough. And then I would build up the strength to set the boundary. And because I was so afraid I wouldn't be able to reinforce the boundary, I kind of came in like a bit of a bull in the china shop. I was like, this is my boundary. Don't cross it because I was so afraid they would challenge me. Do you get that a lot? Absolutely. And yeah, the fear of not being able to kind of defend your boundary is one aspect. But I think there's there's another element to this, which is, you know, permission to, to set boundaries and giving ourselves permission and feeling, do I deserve? Do I deserve to set a boundary? And that to me is the other element of self-defense that is so imperative is that we are investing into, you know, every day in, in self-defense classes and in the courses that I teach and in my practice, I'm investing into myself, into, and, and, and really telling my body, you are worth defending. And you, not only can you defend yourself, but you are worth defending in these situations. How do you do that? Like, what's that first step? Because I don't know about you guys at home, but like that worth piece, like is so strong. And I think a lot of us don't actually feel like we have the worth in order to do that. Well, it's interesting because I don't think it starts with the worth, right? Always. Some people, maybe they may have it and say, I'm worth defending. I need to now know how to defend myself. Others kind of know that there's this missing physical aspect to their confidence, um, or, you know, they just are, know the threats of the world and want to be prepared for those. But then what happens is that every time they invest and every time they learn a technique or a principle and they come to class and they're, what are they doing? They're just kind of depositing into their, and so they're actually telling their body through 
the physical expression of learning self-defense, you are worth defending. Why else would I be learning self-defense if you're not worth? Why else would I be investing into to learning how to protect myself if I'm not, if my body isn't, you know, doesn't deserve that. So it's almost, you know, either the, the kind of self-worth can come first and you can learn later, or just by learning the physical component of self-defense, that can, that can start to teach your body that I, I am worth defending. And I think one of the hardest aspects of it is that, you know, when we come, when it comes to boundaries, boundaries can be set. And when it comes to self-defense as well, boundaries can be set with somebody, you know, approaching us in a, uh, you know, in a, in a hallway or in a alleyway and somebody that we've never met before, right? We might feel even more comfortable setting boundaries with that person. But then you go, wait, I've invested into all of this, into keeping myself safe. Then you start looking around you and you go, I have other boundaries to set too with my personal relationships, with people around me. Um, and unfortunately, most violence that women experience and most experience violence, period, is by people known to the person, so we kind of start with that idea of, of learning to set boundaries, you know, with a stranger who's approaching us. And that's more of a kind of a palatable practice. But then as you do that, you go, wait a minute, if I'm going to do that with that person, why wouldn't I also keep myself safe from even the people in my inner circles? It becomes more challenging, but it's, it's the messaging that we're telling ourselves again. I'm worth it. God, God, I love that. And what's amazing is you literally just said, like, some people need the radical confidence in the self-defense. So radical confidence, guys, really is not about feeling amazing, not feeling confident and starting. It's knowing that you can get started without the confidence, that you can keep moving forward, even if you're fearful, even if you're scared, even if you don't think you have the skill set yet. Because it's about taking those incremental steps in order to get good, in order to then become competent, so that it leads to confidence. And what you're saying is, is that sometimes you may not even feel worthy right now. You may not not feel like, well, do I have the right or should I be doing this? And literally in your answer, you're like, well, sometimes in starting it, then builds that in order to bring yourself, to build yourself well. This woman, if you haven't checked out, you've got to go check out this woman. She is so amazing. She takes these videos that are very hard to watch. I will warn you, they're hard to watch, but she takes videos that are like CCTV camera footages of actually women getting attacked. And what she does is she takes these videos and she reenacts them with her husband and she shows you how to handle those situations if you ever found yourself in it. And so when we're talking here, it's not just like feel good about yourself, it's feel good, build your confidence, set boundaries, and then if it ever actually came to it, like you're actually teaching people real life how to possibly save your own life. Thank you, and uh, for me it's more than even just how to, it's you can, mm. it's you can, and that's what I hope that uh, today, my goal today in, in sharing, and it's just obviously going to be a quick little demo that we're going to do, but the goal is not to go, oh, wow, I'm going to have to, you know, practice that, you know, I'm going to have to do that for 20 years before I become a pro in that. No, the goal is to go, wait, there's just some really simple principles and techniques and my body is so capable of things I never knew it was capable of. So that's, what about people right at home that don't feel like they're capable? What, what can you tell them right now? Then by the end of our demo, you, my goal is to change that for you to go, okay, I actually can do this. Self-defense is for me. And there are things I can do to protect myself. There are things that I can do to keep myself safe. Uh, and, and I deserve to do that. So when I was younger, I remember I was walking home from school one day and I was probably around like 13, 14, something like that. And I started feeling this car really slowly start to follow me, really slowly. And you're like, turn around and it's a guy by himself and he's literally just staring at me as he's driving and in that moment the first thing I thought of well I can't run because I can't embarrass myself 
That was the first thing that came to my mind. And luck in that moment, I was like, well, j- just running away just in case. And so I just ran. But the amount of people, myself included, want to be polite. We don't want to be perceived as, oh, did I misread this action? Did they, like, they're coming close to me, but they're invading my space, but maybe they don't mean it, so I won't tell them. How many people do you find have the politeness that gets in their way from basically setting that boundary? It's one of the biggest obstacles, actually. In, I mean, we have, in my, in my program, we have women that can, like, choke people and break arms, and, like, the techniques are no problem. When it comes to the moment where we have to start practice using our voice, or telling somebody no and coming up with that, that can be the challenge. And, you know, especially as women, but even, you know, everyone, many people have been taught from a young age to prioritize other people's feelings over their own sense of comfort or even safety. So how interesting that in that moment, rather than thinking, what can I do to keep myself safe? That's the most important. Your thought is, what if I embarrass myself? What if it's really a good person and I make him feel upset? And like, so our, we, we're always first starting with what, how will they feel, right? Rather than what do I need? What are my needs? And, and this need for safety is one of the core needs of humans. And that is a part of, a part of our program is really just reestablishing that. And if, if not, it's, that programming doesn't exist for everyone. It certainly existed for me as well. So that is the journey of going, wait, in this moment, this is what really matters. You know, what really matters is, especially when we're talking about safety, we're talking about our own physical, personal safety. And what also is beautiful about that story that you just shared is you're, you just, you had an instinct, you had a gut instinct and that every person has that women have an incredible, you know, this, this instinct about us where we can just sense danger of something that just doesn't feel right. And it's actually a gift of ours that we need to kind of lean into and listen to. But what happens is if we do that, if we, if we tell her to be quiet too much because, oh, you're overreacting or, you know, probably not a big deal, or we don't want to make a scene or we don't want to make feel, anyone feel uncomfortable. We tell her to be quiet enough when she, when it's, when she really needs to speak up, she, we're not ready to listen to her, you know? So we need to be able to, in those moments go, she needs to speak up and we go, yep, I hear you. And I'm out of here. Um, and that's our first, you know, we, we need to be able to, to, but if we practice. And so part of what it is, 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 you know, reestablishing that relationship with our intuition, um, and with those moments of, you know, reprioritizing our safety over other people's feelings. I'm going to do a demonstration with um, with these lovely women here. Look, Mally's ready. I'm ready. So she's she's going to be uh, my first uh, my first assistant here. Um, we're going to talk through some scenarios. So uh, the first thing I always want to remind everyone before I ever do any self defense is that whenever we're talking about self defense, and I'm going to present some scenarios that we're going to be discussing today. Uh, never is this to say that if anything has ever happened in, in the past or will happen in the future, very similar to what we're going to experience today, mm-hmm. that there is a right or wrong answer. There's actually no right or wrong in self-defense. It's we use the tools we have in the moment and we do what we can to survive. So uh, this is not, you know, I, I make sure to say that because um, these are just extra tools. That's the idea. Have extra tools in our tool belt. We can pull anyone out. You may have other tools and you may have, um, you know, you may have other things that you've learned in other Program's great. We are, we're just going to talk about some tools today. So, um, the first scenario, and, and one common way, you know, for a an aggressor or for a perpetrator to try to carry out, especially an abduction, um, or his plans, w- might be to grab somebody by a body part and to try to drag them or take them into isolation. Mm. 
right? So are you comfortable yeah. with me um, doing this technique with you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be grabbing yeah. your wrist. Yes. Comfortable with that? Yes. All right. So um, I've got Mally by the wrist, and I'm just going to, she's just going to come with me. Come here, Mally. <laughs> You're going to come out. Okay. Mally, no. you don't want to go with me. No. Okay. I don't okay. want to. Remember, I'm right. big. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so Mally, you don't want to gum. Sorry. Um, so if, I, if I'm grabbing you, if I grab you by the wrist, and yeah. I want to take you somewhere, what okay. might be, and you don't want to go, what might be your first thought about what you might do in this situation? Well, I pull yeah. back. Okay. So I love this right here. What I see, she already understands the concept of base. You see how her legs are bent and she's leaning away? And just the idea of me pulling you and you bending your legs and lean back, lean back, lean back. This, just this of like, I'm trying to pull her and she's resisting. This wow. is like a great, you know, this is okay. strong and, and her, her legs are wide, she's leaning away. This is beautiful. So this idea of base, maybe at the same time, you know, drawing attention and maybe yeah. trying to get a bystander to intervene or even make them think a bystander might intervene because that can also work. If you're okay. calling attention, and I know Mallory, yes. you, could, you could probably yes. throw, yes. Um, so, <laughs> so when you do that, um, you know, they may, they may get spooked and, and leave, right? Okay. Now, if that doesn't happen and okay. if they continue to want to try to take you somewhere, you've got your Base. Yeah. What are some other thoughts Can about? Can I kick you in the balls? Okay. So, okay. I knew we were going there. I knew we were going there. So yes, if I had balls, okay. that would be a great. That would, and that that is a, that yes. is a, absolutely a possibility. Okay. That maybe a, a kick to the groin or anything. Okay. If I'm in pain, I might let go, and you may be able to flee. Okay. Right. Right. However, there's a, there's a few concerns that we want to address with that situation. Okay. Number one, we can't always um, we won't always be able to gauge someone's pain tolerance at the moment. Whether it's adrenaline, whether it's drugs, whether it's something else, mm. we don't always want to have to rely on pain tolerance when it means as a means of escape. Okay. okay so that's one thing. Okay. The other thing that's interesting is let, let me see that base again that you got. So I'm really trying to pull you. Now try to kick me. Oh, Do you see what, what's interesting? Yes. Or even try to try to even just touch my face. What happens? We oh, lose. Shoot. So we actually <laughs> can't. Yeah. So we actually can't keep our base and you know because really our objective is not to go with them okay. that's our objective in that moment right and if we resort to striking or kicking we then lose our base and perhaps can get moved okay and our number one objective in that moment is not to get moved not right. to get from point a to point b or get to isolation right so we want something that's you know that's reliable that's effective okay. um, and that doesn't rely on their pain tolerance right any okay. other thoughts about how you might try to escape this okay, so you're pulling you're, um, and I can't get in your face. I'm thinking, um, can I, I'm going to be gross. Can okay. I, like, spit at you? Especially in COVID, just be like, <laughs> you can cough in their face. Okay. There are, so right. the idea is that there's so many possibilities here, okay. right? And none right. of these are wrong. All okay. of these things could potentially but work. But what can I do? But what can we do in that yeah. split second? Right. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to have you move her this way in case, okay. okay. Um, so you can grab me by my wrist, right? Okay. So you're going to pull me with you. You're coming, yeah, you're going to take me with you. and. Oh, I'm going wow. to quickly escape, okay? Oh. I know, it feels like a magic trick. Why did you do that? If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion 
billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. I'm going to be utterly honest. There is little more damaging to your confidence than feeling weak and helpless and just struggling to get the care that you actually need from your doctor. And trust me, guys, I unfortunately speak from experience because when I was struggling with crippling, crippling gut issues about nine years ago now, it took me years, years to find a doctor that not only could I connect with, but a doctor that actually would listen, wouldn't gaslight me and actually take my words and my experience as truth so that they could actually eventually help me heal and not just to give me another freaking pill and then push me out the door. But now, my homie, you don't have to struggle to find the right doctor for you anymore. And that's thanks to ZocDoc. ZocDoc is an absolutely free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and then instantly book appointments with them online. And with ZocDoc, you can actually filter by insurance, location and specialities to find the perfect fit for you, not for your friend, not for anyone else, but for you. Plus, on top of that, you can actually go and read verified reviews from real patients to find the doc that you can actually trust. And typically, wait times for booking an appointment are days, not weeks. Because let's face it, when you're sick, you need to see someone right now. So my homie, do not, I repeat, do not neglect your health. Instead, go over to ZocDoc dot com slash lisa and download the zocdoc app for absolutely free then find and book a top rated doctor today that's zocdoc z-o-c-d-o-c dot com slash lisa zocdoc.com slash lisa resist that especially yes. if it's a strong person at holding yeah. you yeah. it's very hard to escape this she's very and to pull out hard. right <laughs> very hard to, yeah um so instead of pulling what i did is i actually yeah. got closer and i pried my arm out by driving my elbow towards your elbow and you see how that angle it's impossible to keep that grip yes but what did that require getting a little bit closer to you ah. right getting a little bit closer so yes. i'm gonna i'm gonna let Matt, yeah. 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 All of you guys, you guys are all going to get a chance. So there's, and maybe I grab with one hand or if I grab with two. So I'm going to show you one more time. You grab my wrist. So what I did is I had my base first. Yeah. I'm going to shuffle in a little bit closer. I may grab my fist over the top. Yeah. And now instead of pulling my hand out, it's not a pull. It's a pry. So I almost want to think about pushing my uh, my elbow towards her belly button Mm -hmm. as I do that. And then the escape happens, right? That sounds good. So let's let's try that again. So okay. now you're gonna it's Mally's turn, so she's okay. gonna make a fist okay. here. Make a fist yeah. with your hand. Okay. You're gonna reach over the top, grab your fist, and now drive your elbow towards my belly button. Go, yes! That was it. She's out of there. She's out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was great. 
so amazing. So you think about it, like it wasn't some crazy, like no. it was a really simple movement. And so for those of you who at home who don't have a partner, watch me. All you're gonna do is you can start in your base, right? Start in your base, you're gonna have it make a fist with your hand. You can reach over the top, grab your fist, and then even if you shuffle in a little bit, watch, mm. it's that, that's the motion right there, the elbow driving. It's not a pull, it's a push with the elbow. We got it? Wow. We got it. You guys want to try it one time? Let's see it here. So I've got it here. You're going to make a fist with your hand. Danielle's coming in. She's out. Yeah. She's out. Yeah. Okay. Actually, so come on. Come on oh, in. You're next. Oh, she's next. She's very strong. <laughs> so let's explore, explore the next scenario um, with Danielle. So that one obviously was problematic. Like if yeah. someone has tried to pull you or take you somewhere, that's, 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 it's not good. Yeah. This one yeah. is a little bit worse. And the reason oh, why. Oh, sorry, Danielle. Okay, yeah. And the reason why is because now we're going to talk about a potential, you know, somebody putting their hands mm -hmm. on your neck and putting pressure. So a potential choke. And with this one, um, does anyone know about how long it would take for someone to put pressure on your neck before you go unconscious? Anyone two have minutes. a guess? Yeah. So everyone's saying two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Two minutes two. was the guess. It's six seconds. Oh! It's six wow. seconds. So if someone puts seven pounds of pressure around your neck for six seconds, oh. you will fall, you'll go to sleep. Oh Wow. And now that is both scary, but also empowering when you're the one who learns how to choke. Which ah. you know. um, so it, it's a it's it's something that needs to be addressed quickly, right? And once okay. somebody is unconscious, then we can no longer defend ourselves, obviously. Yeah. So the scenario I'm going to uh, look at with take a look at with you is the front choke. Are you comfortable okay. with me yes. touching your neck in this scenario? In this scenario, <laughs> yeah. So as long as you don't actually do yeah. it. exactly, I'm not going to put any pressure on your neck. Four I actually want to, <laughs> and I'm not going to put any pressure even right now. I, I just okay. want us to kind of explore and kind of, kind of look at this so that they mm -hmm. can see if the hand is here and if I'm putting pressure, what might be the kind of thoughts that you have about means of escape? So one is like putting, like pushing mm -hmm. out, pushing out with the hands, um, probably over the top, yeah, just reaching the hands here, mm -hmm. right? And the truth is, if she pulls hard enough this way, and if the, you know, if the equation works out where my, her arm strength is similar to mine, you might be able yeah. to escape, escape that way. So again, there's a lot of possibilities here that people could do. You could resort to you know, a strike or an eye gouge or a groin shot. Those things, they have the possibility of working. But again, we, because we have six seconds, we want something reliable and quick. You know, we, want, we don't want something where we go for a groin shot and then it's three seconds have passed and we need to do another thing and that didn't work, right? Or if it relies on strength versus strength, arm strength versus arm strength. This is not winning against <laughs> We don't want to get into an arm wrestling contest with a, with a bigger person, right? No. So we want something that can be effective, but that uses our body and uses leverage. So I'm gonna kind of demonstrate that one yeah. with you. So now, um, please Danielle, please choke me. This is, this is how friends are made. This is what I do with my friends. This is bonding. Choke me. This is bonding. So Danielle's gonna choke me, and I want you to actually put a lot of pressure. Go ahead. Oh, I, yeah, I know, it's hard. I've been choked so many times, and I know how to oh So she does that, she's gonna put pressure a little harder. Squeeze, you got it, you got it. Here we go. Boom, and I'm oh. out. Oh, oh okay. Yes. Wow. Why, why did that work, right? It wasn't. It wasn't arm strength versus arm strength. Mm. It was my entire body versus wow. these two thumbs. Wow. That's the opening of her, of her, mm -hmm. her grip here, these two thumbs here. So by taking a step back with my strong side and I duck my head straight under, you see how that breaks the grip? And then my yes. head kind of whips around on the other side. It just breaks the grip straight She's through. Superhuman. Right? So 
this is not, you know, it's, it's not rock. And you look at it, you go, oh, of course I should have thought of that, right? Mm -hmm. That's how it should feel. But the truth is, these are just principles of leverage, and it's going into the choke, which seems counterintuitive. No one ever thinks of this in the moment, just so you know. Mm -hmm. We've done, I've done this demo with thousands of women. Wow. I've done it myself, didn't figure it out the first time, right? So it's the idea of leaning into it and kind of going into it, right? Okay. So we'll, well, here's a little, another tip. If you have a hard time, like, remembering this one, if your hands are around my neck, um, the head has to clear the arm, right? So if I do this, it won't, it won't work, mm -hmm. right? If I keep looking right. at her. So if we do this here, um, so the head has to kind of whip around this arm. So even if you have to like think about like how oh. Beyonce. Oh. Yeah. 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 That's hard to look at. Yeah. Okay, yes. so we're gonna see this. So I'm gonna grab okay. her by her neck. So very slow we'll go. So, so you're I'm gonna take a step that. back. You're gonna take a step okay. back. The head's gonna duck underneath. Yes, and you're gonna Whoa, come around. Hair. And that hair. Do yes. What's that? Do I need to put my hat Oh, oh no. If I know okay. I'm going to get No, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right now. But right now we're good. So, okay, yeah, so, so, like, so if I put pressure on her neck here, same thing. She's going to step back and duck under. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. I feel that was solid right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, choke me. Choke me. Let's not do that. But So people at home, if you want to practice this, um, so you can just start. The other thing is, someone touch your neck. Watch, everyone flex your neck. I know it's a really pretty face. Okay? It's okay. It's called the alligator neck. We but when you tighten the muscles in your neck, it actually buys you time. So Ooh, those wow. six seconds may turn into nine seconds. So we tighten our, our neck muscles around our arteries. Tighten up. We're going to step back with our strong side. I'm right-handed, so I'm going to step back with my strong side, and the head just ducks underneath, and it goes towards the back foot goes towards the back foot there, and we can disengage, right? So that is how we kind of break through the choke. Um, does anyone else want to get a shot? Want to try? Yes! So like, let's do, do it. it. Okay, so here, so I'm grabbing. She's going to take a step back, and she's going to duck straight under. And yes! Oh! Yes, properly enough though. No, you went straight down. Straight you went down. straight down through it. Yeah, straight down, and then around to the back, right? That's it. Wow. Yeah, it's just ducking through it. And again, in, in a in a situation, what's interesting is actually the harder someone chokes, the easier the grip, the, the easier the break, right? Um, it's like imagine if you needed to cut a rope. Imagine cutting a loose rope. But the rope is tight. You just cut right through it. So it's kind of that that effect there. Wow. Yes. One more. One more scenario we can talk about. Yes. She's ready. So we talked about if somebody were to try to take you somewhere and, and drag you into isolation, we talked about even a more devastating possibility, which someone has their hands on her neck and is putting pressure, which could render us unconscious. Um, but there's also just the, the idea of what if someone just comes up and starts swinging on us? Okay. Like, what if, you know, that's mm -hmm. the other way potentially to a knockout happens, and we are not in control of what happens after that. So knockouts are... That those cannot happen in a in a you know in a mm -hmm. situation, self-defense situation. We have to defend at them, defend them at all costs. And as you can imagine, you know, obviously we're not going to try to hit each other right now. But um, but just you can think of like when if someone were to come at and just like start swinging, right? Start swinging at someone's face. The natural thing is yeah. mm -hmm. uh, to try to back up, mm -hmm. right? So run. yeah, yes. yeah, yes. or run, which also would be yes. a, a great option if it's possible, right? But if you're mm -hmm. in a secluded area, mm -hmm. if you're in you know an area where escape or running isn't an option, mm -hmm. um, it becomes challenging because now it's just everyone's just kind of pushing back and just defending. And what's interesting is like if I'm pushing back and put your hand out and try to touch my face, it's 
I'm putting myself at the perfect punching distance oh. here by defending myself. And she can move forward faster than I can move backward. So if someone comes and starts trying to hit, hit you, the thought is to move back. Mm. But actually, if now, if Nicole right, actually right. does want to, yeah, so go ahead and re like slow, slow motion. You can go for my face like you're going to punch me, right? Instead, I come in oh. and I'm oh, we're just going to hug it out over here. Uh -huh. Guys, we're going to hug it out. So my head is so close and I can control her hips. And now think about like an effective strike from here. It would be yeah. very, it's very difficult, right? <laughs> like you, you, they might be able to hit you, but yeah. this is not a knockout no. punch. Mm. This is a rabbit no. punch that could yeah. hurt, but it won't be, yes. it's not going to be this one. Yes. So the idea, it's called the clinch, but it's, it's the concept. This is a principle of distance management. I either mm. want to be two arm lengths away from Nicole, or I want to be so so, close, so far, close. so close that they yeah. can't effectively strike me from that perfect distance. Again, completely counterintuitive, right? Yes. To go in and try to get closeness with somebody, right? So that final position, we call it the clinch. And essentially what happens is my legs are around the side of her, my arms wrapping around her body, and I'm grabbing her uh, my, my own wrist. And I'm just kind of holding tight. My head is kind of driving on the chest, and I'm holding her hips close to mine. Yep, just kind of close. So I'll have you just try that final position with me. So, and I know it's a little harder when someone's shorter than you. It's unlikely, but um, so your legs are on either side. Yep, just like this. Your head is kind of towards the chest. Arm is wrapping around. And then this hand is going to grab your own wrist here. And now, like, squeeze my hips in and drag your head forward. Go, squeeze, 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 squeeze. Yes, yes. That's it. Oh nice, beautiful. So that final position of closeness um, is actually what we want. And then what happens is if they try to push away, boom, in that moment, that's when we can disengage and get to a safe distance. Yeah, you can, I felt like... Yeah, I felt you like can feel, like, right, exactly. Once I start going, because no one, once you, they do this, they, they're like, get off me. They want yeah, it. They now the feel, exactly, it kind of reverses on them. When they try to make distance, we use that push to make space, and now we're back to that two-arm length, or we can run out of there. So this is a, just a, a principle of self-defense that's distance management that, again, had, had if someone doesn't learn this, it's never going to come intuitively. Right. Right, so there are just these simple... Principles. The first one was just the idea of leverage, mm -hmm. right? The first two, we just, we, this was like an actual lever yeah. that we used and got our wrist out. Mm -hmm. The second one was similar thing, right? Where we, we targeted the weak part of their body, which was their thumbs. We used our entire, the, the strongest parts of our body, mm -hmm. which is our back and lower body to escape, right? And then this last one is just a principle of distance management. It's more of a yes. principle of the idea that if yes. I'm here, if I can't get away, I want to get so close. And that's the same thing from the ground, from, the, from standing, and just even knowing that principle, like in a worst case scenario, because that's the goal is survival, right? It's just to survive. It's not always to beat the person up. It's I need to get to safety and I want to survive the situation. And that's an incredible tool that we have there. Wow. So, oh my God. Wow. Wow. People at home want to practice that and they don't have a partner. What can they do yeah. right now? So they can, um, actually, here, you guys can do this last one with me right now. So the clinch, right? right so you guys can do this here. Right, so get into like your base, we'll say, which means like one, one, your strong side back. Your head is kind of down. Let's bring your arm around, grab your own wrist. And then the idea is you're actually going to like pin it as close to your hips as possible. Elbows tight to your rib cage. Yes, elbows yes. tight. Elbows tight here. Yes. Head what does elbows forward. do? Why the tight? Elbow. So you can you can actually feel the difference. Yeah. So if I'm here, yeah. if I'm grabbing you, yeah. and my elbows are wide, like you could probably kind of wiggle out of here and try to get space. Yeah. But if I do this, Ooh, you, can feel, yeah. you can feel the difference, right? Plus, our we're using we're then activating our back muscles, which are stronger, right? Our back yeah. is stronger than our our 
triceps, lateral deltoids, whatever those are. Yeah, so we want to use our back muscles, which means elbows in, and then driving forward. But just that staying close, whether you can wrap around their body, whether you can just grab a hold of them and stay close, that's the idea. So distance management is that last, that last principle. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about. That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. Right, here we are, guys, now in the lounge area where we're going to talk about the demo we just got, we just went through and what we've learned. We want to hear from you guys. Drop in the comments what you just found so freaking impactful that our girl Eve just taught us. And literally, we went to go sit down, and everyone was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. Hold it for the cameras. So the poor guys have been holding desperately how much they just got impacted by that. But go ahead, Bali, because you were bursting at the seams, girl. I was bursting at the seams, because honestly, I'm going to tell you, in my 50 years, I'm 50 years old, I've actually never experienced what I just went through with you. And it was, I'm not going to lie, it was actually a little scary, Mm -hmm. because when you get, why am I going to cry? I'm such a fucking dork. It was really like, it was scary to think about being in that moment, being a mom of like three girls, you know, and thinking about what this world is. Like we had fun and we were doing it, but it really scared me a little bit and you gave us such power and I just can't thank you enough that's pretty that's a gift that we will have forever so thank you thank you Mally sorry no this is I didn't mean to do that but this is this is actually one of like one of the most authentic and and normal reactions to actually learning this and that's where you where you where you go wow I just like untapped and like kind of tapped into a lot of deep things that we carry around as women and you know as humans like we just carry this around that we don't we don't ever always go there because it's kind of scary to go there and we don't want to go there unless we we have a a a, a tool or a solution or something to go there with and so um this is like completely just normal and thank you for sharing this like vulnerable um, experience like I sorry thank you for for bringing her into our space literally I mean you're so freaking incredible and yeah. that was the one thing that really resonated with me when I very first met you like being that girl that had that car follow that one decision that one decision that I made to run I don't know what would have happened mm. otherwise 
And it's like, that's why I really wanted to have you here today, girl, and really just spread the word of what you're doing and you're women empowered. You know, you have um, a whole co coaching class and you teach this sort of thing because that is where you go. This actually makes change in someone's lives. It can go from, I mean, not to be depressive, but life or death, like literally life or yeah. death. And I'm sure you'd have to deal with that all the time. Yeah. And it's really interesting for me, actually, because, um, you know, and this isn't gender specific as such, but in society, for me growing up anyway, as a, um, a, a teenager in the UK and then a woman now living in LA, I just am used to not going to set, like not walking home in the dark. Like for me, it's never an option to be like, oh, well, I'll just walk home. It's yeah. like, no, I have to get a cab, Uber, sure. whatever, I have yeah. to text someone when I'm in there, yes. like make sure someone knows where I am and who I'm with. And it's really interesting that, you know, we are taught how to avoid it, but we are, I have never been taught actually mm. how to deal with it if it does happen, like that next step. And that's really interesting to me because you just get taught the don't do this, don't do mm. that. But like, okay, if this does happen, do this. Wow. Like wow. I was yeah. never had this yeah. discussion in school, yeah. college, anywhere. And the challenge is that if we only focus on what women shouldn't be doing yeah. uh, to stay safe, uh, it does two things. Number one, it's extremely disempowering to feel like we don't have any agency or we don't have choice in our in our daily interactions. Um, and number two, it actually can, when, when and if a situation does happen, it can create a sense of blame of that. I was responsible because I was the one who walked there or I was the one who did that. Um, and that's where the conversation needs to change. Now, those are all... Again, there are, there, are, there are assessments that we can make about all of our interactions and go, hmm, based on my assessment of the situation, I'm going to make this choice. But that's what we want to teach, teach women to do is to assess and make choices, not just don't do this, never do that. And if we focus too much on that, then they're not getting the practice of those, you know, kind of that risk assessment, um, you know, that risk assessment practice, which is such an important part of safety. Wow. I think yeah. it's so important to, and what you're teaching us all is to, to find that support within, the safety mm -hmm. from within. I think what was really interesting in, in the exercises, very counterintuitively, a lot of what mm. was helpful to do was to using, even use the words lean in, mm -hmm. right? To mm -hmm. lean in to, and just for me, and thinking about discomfort, our emotions, and navigating a world that, you know, can be unsafe in ways is often how we develop that resilience, because that's what that means. The ability to confidently you know, navigate our surroundings. And I couldn't agree more that we're in a society in a world where we look outside of ourselves. And the minute I think when we start looking inside and have the tools, even especially mm. for those of us who have been in unsafe situations, I think that's where transformation literally happens. Mm. How many people come to you talking about people that have already been in a situation where it becomes because they've been in it, they realize the importance versus people who you know, um, aren't thinking about it in advance because that's really why I think it's so mm -hmm. important to make sure that we talk about this right now for people that don't find themselves in that situation. Yeah. Um, and then if they do, they have the tool versus going, I've been here before. I'm now, I've got trauma behind it. I've got a lot of emotion behind it. And now I have to learn how to defend myself because it comes from a place of woundedness versus a place of like, I want to preempt mm. this from happening. Sure. Well, I think there's a little of both. And I think that people who come to us, um, often they come from many many different backgrounds and we actually don't always know their stories some of them share them with us um, and then others don't but I think you'll you'll either get somebody who has experienced violence 
previously or experienced trauma and is kind of ready to start a healing process for that trauma or for that violence um, and to basically give themselves other tools. And we have seen incredible healing, incredible transformations that have happened when approached in the, in a safe way. And that's, Mm -hmm. what's most important is that if someone just experienced a, you know, a a violent trauma, like the first thing is not to just throw yourself into more, you know, more scenarios that that mimic that, but to find a a self-defense program like women empowered, that is trauma informed. And that can basically guide them through this in a way that a pace that feels comfortable for them um, with the support of potentially, you know, hopefully a therapist or a professional that can kind of guide them through that, that healing process. so we get a lot of women who, and, and when we just talk about confidence, I mean, this is where, you know, at the very, at the, at the very, like you strip everything away. And if we don't feel safe, how can we feel confident? Mm-hmm. It's very hard to like, that's such a core need of humans to feel safe. And, you know, if you don't even feel that, all, all the rest is like, it's hard to exist and it all just kind of patches and it kind of makes it look like, you know, you can pretend, but if at, the, at our core we don't feel safe and, and, and we've been or we've been violated and there are wounds that are not been healed yet, um, then it's very difficult to build confidence on that shaky foundation. So this is just reestablishing that foundation and that connection with ourselves and really exploring like what what power what is my physical power, uh, and we all have it and that's what is that's what is uh, moving about teaching and about sharing this with others is people just going like the light bulbs going off and going I have power I have more power than I believed I did and that's the other reason why people don't learn self-defense is because they go I'm never gonna look at me I'm never gonna be able to defeat that guy and except for until they see these things where like oh that was a principle that wasn't a you know that that was it's like a hack for self-defense hack is is essentially what we're trying to teach Um, but we we, yeah we just want them to go I can do this oh god I love it and literally fits so perfectly into radical confidence yeah. because that's the point is that even if you don't feel like you're great now, even if you don't feel like you have the strength, mm-hmm. the whole idea is to do a few bits here and there. So we just did three moves just now. And I want to know, how did you feel? You even said, I feel badass, like I can take on the world. <laughs> yeah. So like just by do- moving your body, her teaching you something, what was that result? For me, it felt like very empowering that I could do something about it. I think yeah. previously mm-hmm. I would have thought like, like you say, if some guy's coming at me that's like six foot two or whatever, I'm like, I have no, already I'm like counting myself out Mm -hmm. versus having the confidence to even defend. Mm -hmm. So I think, and it's like that smart defense too, like some of those moves, like after even today, I want to be like, right, to make sure I ingrain these, like really think over them again. Um, And I was just saying, like I I moved to LA and it's not the safest city. And so, you know, things like this don't always happen at night now either. And it is in the day and just preparing yourself so that you say you can make adaptations to your life, but it doesn't stop you doing things. So that's what I took away. I was like, I have to stop doing certain things. I can be prepared, but I also mm-hmm. now I'm armed with more tools. <laughs> I will say, disclaimer, don't go hang out in alleys and be like, choke me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> choke me. I'm not an answer for this. Yeah, okay. but, uh, yeah that's done. not how we get better at this. Yeah. But uh, we, it does require, obviously, some repetition and yeah. body, you know, your body needs to kind of learn this. And that's why, you know, we, but, but really the goal today is to go, this is possible. Yes. This is possible and it has value beyond even just, oh, I don't think, you know, some people, like you said, feel like they may never, I don't know, they're, they're kind of unaware of the possibilities out there, whereas others are very aware. Um, and, it, and it really doesn't matter where you're on, on that spectrum. This, there's something to offer everybody. Nicole, how did you feel after doing that? I think for me, it's often when I see possibility, 
Um, I can see it in someone else, and I can limit myself. Oh,、mm. this is look at you.、Mm. You can go ahead and do this. And for me, it becomes really empowering when I'm able to see that possibility for myself.、Mm. So I think the first thing that most movement in general does for me is helps me even feel connected to the body.、Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, there's power in there. And I've spent so much of my life in my mind disconnected that. Embodied for me is a really powerful place, and I find that through all versions of movement. Now, to speak to your point,、mm-hmm. having an actual how-to if you know these circumstances happen, feeling embodied, then with that knowledge, I feel very much empowered. Mali,、yeah. mm-hmm. well, the thing that you t- obviously taught me is the things that we don't think about, like、yes. if someone had we were、yeah. saying with the hand and the. Your, the thumbs and where your leverage is,、mm-hmm. like you know, that to me is eye-opening. Because if you think about the fact that some giant person or even just anyone coming at you, you know, it's all about, you know, for me, if I continue, I have to study this. This course, is not intuitive、yeah. to me at、sure. all, right? I'm the runner, and then I don't even run fast, so that's a problem. <laughs> but、um, When I think about those little things that you, those little tips that you gave us about like fingers and thumbs and where you can lean、mm-hmm. in, to your point, that is so exciting to me because I will study that. I will take that with me. I will teach that to my kids,、mm-hmm. and that's something that again I can't thank you for enough. That's I, I, I can go home 